So during this um, period, every morning, we'll be offering some um, meditation instructions, suggestions, um, guidelines. And the, the invitation with these is to, um, to, to really listen with openness and receptivity and then to try it out for yourself. You know, so whatever we're, whatever practice we're suggesting or angle in the practice we're suggesting, to then really try it out and see how, um, how that is embodied in your practice, how that comes into being in your practice. There's still the possibility that Nathan mentioned um, last night that, you know, if you do have a practice that really works for you, it is okay to stay with that. So, you know, we're not saying you have to do what we're saying. Equally, we would say, you know, a real invitation to try out. You know, this is a quite a, um, yeah, an opportunity to, to also expand and to, to hear and to immerse ourselves or to explore other um, practices perhaps than the ones that we're used to. So, you know, balancing or exploring and, and finding um, finding what, what is right for you within that. And maybe the kind of most important thing that I want to say about, about this kind of attitude to practice, um, of practice being something that really supports us, that we really get steady with, um, but also at the same time not losing the aliveness in that. So it's, it's um, a real um, kind of marriage or a coming together in practice of both um, steadiness, continuity, steadiness, you know, using practices that work for us that we kind of have some depth with, um, together with sensitivity, together with that ability that we have to feel what is needed, what is appropriate, and also to explore, you know, to explore boundaries, to try new things. So um, this is actually the sensitivity and steadiness that I just said, the two S's, it's not my invention. It's uh, my friend Rob, he's a wonderful teacher, um, who, who says that, and he has another pair. He's got the two S's and he also has the two P's. And I'm also going to offer you the two P's because they're also really key in our, in our practice. And the two P's are patience and playfulness or play. And so again, having that, um, on the one hand, you know, the patience and the steadiness, which kind of acknowledge that this isn't something that happens instantaneously. And I think we all know that from our practice already. You know, it's not like we sit down and we know exactly how to create the kind of experience we want and we just need to do one, two, three and boom, it happens, you know. So it needs the patience and the steadiness, um, sometimes just within a sitting and also in the long term of our lives and our practice. And then it also needs the qualities that are, you know, playful and sensitive to really also work with and move with and dance with um, our lives and our experience and our practice. So to really keep bringing those two together and seeing, um, you know, it's like, like making bread or, or baking, you know, how much, 
liquid do we need and how much dry stuff do we need and how to, to knead the, them together to, to get a good mix, which changes all the time for us, you know, changes all the time for us. So keeping that really kind of in mind and in heart is a kind of big picture um, of, of the kind of container of, of our practice, of our exploration together over the days. Um, today, unsurprisingly, I think for most of you, you've, I think everyone here has sat retreats before. So today we're going to um, work with breath awareness as the, as the primary um, practice that we're exploring. Um, and just to, again, invite that freshness, you know, maybe you've done a lot of retreats and think, oh yeah, mindfulness of breathing or breath awareness, know that, you know, I can now zone out. <laughs> maybe there'll be something in there that's, that's also fresh. And I, I can almost guarantee it, actually. We'll see. So looking at breath awareness, awareness, that quality um, or that um, capacity that we have to know, actually, capacity to know experience, capacity to know what is going on. You know, right now, you're sitting here, and even without a lot of intention, you're aware of a lot of things. Yeah, you're aware of the sound of my voice, possibly aware of the content of what I'm saying, um, you know, aware of some degree of the body, of the surroundings, you know, like that it's, it's kind of dark in here maybe. You're not sure if it's, if it's warm or cold, you know, there's lots. We're aware of many, many things. Um, when we start to pay attention, we see that we're aware of many things, even without intention to be aware. It's just a natural capacity that we, ha- we, we have. And through uh, mindfulness practices, we um, actually cultivate this capacity of, of being aware. We bring mindfulness into contact with awareness. And um, we're actually strengthening the ability that we have to place our attention, to choose, um, to be intentionally aware, and then to keep attention with something. You know, we're strengthening all these capacities actually know that we are aware, to be aware of awareness, to place, to choose where we place our attention, and then to maintain mindfulness over time. And I think as we all um, know also, um, this is again something that takes time. It's not kind of, we can say it and we all say, oh yeah, yeah. But actually then giving that some fuel, actually making that happen, oiling, oiling that mindfulness capacity in us is something that can take some time. And, you know, again, both in a particular retreat, it can take time. And I think many of us know that experience of less mindfulness or more scatteredness in the beginning and then the settling over time. And then also through our lives. It's not a linear process by any means. So the fact that we've been practicing for a long time or a short time doesn't actually mean anything about the kind of sitting we're going to have or the kind of retreat we're going to have. But there is also at the same time, without being linear, there is a progression also. There is a progression. A lot of it is to do with faith and trust, actually. I, I won't go into that too much now. 
but a lot of it is to do with faith and trust. We don't get as um, freaked out by things that are happening because we know, okay, things change, there's ebbs and flows. This may feel overwhelming at this point, but I know that this will pass, this will change. I know that that capacity, my capacity is growing and fluctuating. So yeah, that very simple capacity of bringing attention to an object, staying with it over time, over time and coming back to it because the mind naturally shifts, our minds naturally move. You know, there's a, I don't know if anyone of you has seen the little, very, very cute puppy that's around. Um, he's going to be a teacher for us for as long as he sticks around. You know, our minds are very similar. It's an image that's often used. You know, the mind is like a, a puppy and we don't normally think of it as quite that sweet and cute. But it's what it does. You know, it runs off. It does its thing. It pees all over the place. <laughs> um, and we have the capacity to work with it. And to, and to gently and lovingly um, train it. So really, um, uh, yeah, this just came to me a really helpful um, image. Nathan's dad has a puppy. She's now about six months, but when she was really small, you know, six weeks, two months, um, up until I think about four or five months, they were actually told that you, couldn't say, you, you shouldn't say no to the puppy when she did something bad. Um, which I didn't know. This is advanced puppy training. Um, it's, you know, it's too young. It's too young for that kind of um, discipline. So, you know, when it pees in the wrong place, you just, um, you know, move it to the right place. And when it pees in the right place, you give it um, some treats or, you know, some, um, you know, pet it and, and tell it it's doing good. But you only do positive affirmations. You don't actually do negative. And I think it's actually a really, really good tip for us <laughs> with our puppy minds also because so much of the time we're, we bring too much harshness and, and that is actually counterproductive. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So as we gather the attention, as the mind settles, as we bring, we'll come back to the object of our practice. As we get distracted, the mind settles and we can see more clearly, which is a lot of the, of the purpose of why we're doing this, you know, is, is to see more clearly, to have more understanding, to see more deeply into our experience and what, um, what creates certain patterns, certain actions that we do that then lead to suffering so that we can then let go of them and reduce the suffering. So, yeah, the, the attitudes of, of, you know, not judging ourselves, bringing kindness in, and that kind of remembering positive affirmations when we're doing, when it's going well, and when we're being distracted, then we just acknowledge, oh, you know, I've peed in the wrong place. Humor is very helpful also. And just kind of coming back, you know, coming back to the object of our meditation. It's not a big deal. It's just what the mind does. Just what the mind does. So we'll be using um, the breath as our primary uh, meditation object um, and really working with breath awareness. And we'll be using the breath in several ways. And I'll kind of speak about the, the what we're going to do first and then a little bit about the how. 
So we're going to be using breath awareness in, in several ways. The first one is, is basically just what I've described. We'll be using the breath as the object of our meditation, as the place that we gather the attention to, place that we come back to when we notice that we're distracted or that you know we've, um, we're sleepy or we're kind of going off somewhere. We just bring back to the breath. And sometimes um, it can help to break down that process into three steps. Um, the first one is the intention to bring the attention to the breath. So we have that intention. We feel we connect to that intention. The second is to bring the attention to the breath. And that can be a whole exploration for each of us, what that actually means for me to bring the attention to the breath. How does that actually happen? And the third is to notice when we're pulled away, we've been pulled away from the breath. That's the third step. So all of these are part of our practice. So it's not like, oh, I'm distracted, you know, bad, wrong, not doing the practice. It's actually, oh, okay, I'm distracted. I'm, I'm thinking or I'm falling asleep or I'm really obsessed with this knee pain that I have or whatever it is. And I can come back to the intention to bring the attention to the breath and then bring the intention to the breath. So all three steps um, are of equal value. They're all part of the process. And if we can really kind of cultivate the gentleness with that, really doing this with gentleness. And remembering also, and um, again, I'm always blown away by um, how, you know, some of us here, including myself, have been meditating for a really long time, many, many years. And some of the misconceptions are still there about, you know, oh, if there's a lot of thought, you know, then it's wrong, you know. <laughs> you know so we're not trying to stop thoughts. We're not trying um, to have a specific type of experience. That's not what we're trying to do. We're just gathering. We're just collecting our awareness, collecting our attention into the body with the breath so that things can settle, so that we can be grounded not just in the experience of thinking and the activity of thinking, but in the body, in the larger picture of what is happening, what is unfolding. And so that movement of really um, gathering and collecting, I find that much more helpful to think of mindfulness practice as a gathering of the attention as a collecting of the attention, rather than as a, a focusing or a tightening of the attention. You know, it's a gathering. It's very gentle, very gentle. And as we do that, you know, as we cultivate this capacity to gather, to collect, to come back, um, we actually then begin to know a, a feeling of, of some calmness and sometimes quite a lot of well-being in the being, just from that, you know, just from being centered in the being. Again, this is something you might know also from other aspects of your life, you know, um, yoga and different body, uh, mindfulness of body practices are really helpful for that. Just the sense of well-being, you know, sometimes there's pain in the muscles and yet there's a sense of well-being in the practice or being in nature, you know, again, just that sense of, of the gatheredness of just being present. With what, with what, with where we're at. 
So that's, that's kind of one way that we're using the breath. It's kind of a, a basic way that we're using the breath. Another way that we're using the breath in this practice is to bring the awareness into the body and to bring it deeply into the body. So we're using the mindfulness of the breathing not just to collect and calm the mind, but we're actually using it to bring the awareness into the body, to embody our whole being. And when I say that, it kind of hints at the fact um, that the breath, is not just a physical, you know, often really um, when we practice, we see it as a physical experience only. But it also has, um, for a better word, an energetic presence. Yeah? It's not just the physical movement of the lungs. Yeah? We're actually, as we breathe into the body, the whole body is actually um, suffused with this with this energy of the breath or the breath energy. So kind of starting to open to that, that the breath really brings the awareness and the energy into the whole body, which again then really nourishes a sense of well-being and of a steadiness in us. And so then this can really support another aspect of of the practice. Um, The breath is a resource starting to experience the breath, which is always here, as long as we're alive, it's happening. Experience the breath, experience the body, experience the breath energy as a resource for us, something that's here and can be pleasant. Yeah, can be pleasant, can be nourishing, can be supportive. And same with body awareness. You know, I'm, I'm, con- I'm, I'm using the word breath a lot, but for some of us it's interchangeable with body awareness. So I'm just going to put that out there. Body awareness works better for you than use that. So with this practice, we actually cultivate um, the capacity to find well-being through the breath and the body in any, in any situation, which is pretty, um, it's pretty big, <laughs> um, pretty amazing capacity to to cultivate. And so in order to do this, um, we're going to use a practice um, that is is, uh, called, it comes from from the suttas, comes from the Buddha's teachings, uh, but was particularly cultivated in the Thai forest tradition. And it's often referred to as long breath. So it might be, um, I don't know for all of you or some of you, it might be new. practice a little bit or different a little bit to other mindfulness of, of breathing practices that you've done. Um, so we're, we're still primarily being with the breath as it is. It's not a pranayama practice, you know, from the yoga tradition. It's not pranayama practice where we're um, being very active around the breath. We're being with the breath as it is, but we're inviting the breath to be long. And we're exploring the very, very subtle ways that we can um, play with the breath as we're practicing. Play with it and and see um, how the breath can be comfortable, how the breath can be comfortable for us, and sometimes even pleasurable. Yeah, I'm I'm smiling because um, 
I think sometimes in, in the insight meditation tradition, saying that sounds like um, heresy. <laughs> really? We're going to make the, you know, going to make the breath comfortable. We're going to make, you know, make it pleasurable. You know, that's, that's not the practice. Practice is to be with things as they are. That's an aspect of the practice. It's an aspect of the practice. It's one way of looking at things, is to be with things as they are. And then another aspect of the practice, another uh, way that the Buddha taught, is to, to work with, with a long breath as a way of um, finding comfort, finding a comfortable way of being, and finding um, sometimes even a pleasant way of being within our immediate experience within what's available to us right here and now. So a few um, tips, like I'm going to go into how we do the practice and then I'll, I'll lead it, um, just about some things that can help with the long breath. Um, to some degree, sometimes breathing a little bit deeper, so having more awareness um, in the lower belly can support it. Softening the belly area can support and help. Uh, really remembering this balance between we're still meeting the breath as it is, we're not actively doing some kind of pranayama exercise, um, but we're inviting the breath to be long and we're really exploring, lengthening, very gently lengthening the breath. Not forcing it, but exploring it. And having a particular emphasis on that in the in-breath as we breathe in, lengthening the breathing in, and then on the out-breath, kind of smooth out-breath, also longer than we're used to, if possible. And seeing if we can also have a sense of the whole body filling up as we breathe. You know, we're breathing, and often it stays very narrow here. The breath is happening just in this channel, you know, nose, throat, chest, belly areas, but actually, as we're breathing, the breath spreads through the whole body. So we're also opening to that sense of the, breathe, the breath as energy, as oxygen, if you like, is spreading out through the whole body. And what we can start to discover is that breathing in this way can, um, both as I said, sometimes be comfortable or pleasant. Um, it can also help release tension. So if there's tension in the body, just having that sense of uh, breath flowing through the whole body can really help release that tension. Yeah. So just again to say, um, if there's a sense of, of the breath being comfortable and pleasant, let yourself enjoy it. It's not bad. And don't worry about, you know, sometimes again with this sense of um, I need to kind of be with things as they are and stay in the kind of um, neutrality of experience. There can be a sense of, oh, by being with the pleasant, being with the comfortable, there's some kind of ex escapism, you know, I'm not, I'm not facing the issues I need to be facing, I'm not doing what I need to be doing. So seeing if we can soften around that just say, it's okay, these things, you know, are not going away anywhere. They're not, you know, it's, we're just cultivating this breath as resource so that there's more calm, more resource, more kind of, we're sitting more deeply into our being 
which will then allow the insight practices to be that more potent and powerful. So it goes back to what Nathan was speaking about yesterday, about the samatha and the insight, the vipassana. So cultivating the samatha, the calmness, actually really nourishes the insight practices. But right now we're, we're doing that. We're doing the samatha. And so, yeah, I may be projecting this on you and you're all perfectly, might be perfectly happy to do this. Um, but there's a, as I said, this practice comes, comes from the Buddha's teachings. It comes from the Anapanasati Sutta, the Sutta of Mindfulness of Breathing. And I just want to read a short uh, part of the Sutta, which actually might make a lot more sense now or after we've done the practice for a day might make a lot of sense and um, this is the Anapanasati Sutta translated by Tanisa Rubiku and uh, there's a gender change that was done by Nathan there so um, just to, to say that so the Sutta um, this is the Buddha giving meditation instructions to the monks and the nuns and he says, Now, how is mindfulness of in and out breathing developed and pursued so as to be of great fruit and of great benefit? There is the case where a meditator, having gone to the wilderness, to the shade of a tree, or to an empty building, like us, sits down, folding her legs crosswise, holding her body erect and setting mindfulness to the fore. Always mindful she breathes in, mindful she breathes out. And then he says, breathing in long, she discerns, I am breathing in long. Or breathing out long, she discerns, I am breathing out long. Or breathing in short, she discerns, I am breathing in short or breathing out short, she discerns, I am breathing out short. She trains herself. I will breathe in sensitive to the entire body. She trains herself. I will breathe out sensitive to the entire body. She trains herself. I will breathe in calming bodily fabrication. She trains herself. I will breathe out calming bodily fabrication. And it goes on to also speak about mental fabrications in the mind. But the really beautiful um, sequence in there, you know, just breathing, just knowing that we're breathing in long and we're breathing out long. And then training ourselves, you know, bringing attention to breathing sensitive to the whole body, sensitive to the whole body, aware to the whole body. And then breathing in in a way that's calming, calming the bodily fabrications, calming the kind of um, stories around body that we have, whatever they are, you know, knee pain. So really touches on some of the things that I um, spoke of and we're going to explore together in the meditation now. And so as we practice, and I will be guiding this, just really remembering that 
we're exploring the long breath but the, the most important thing is to find a breath that feels comfortable to find a breath that feels comfortable and to do that very gently yeah don't don't make a project out of it <laughs> I've got to figure out a breath that feels comfortable but just play remember the playfulness we're just playing with the breath to find a breath that feels comfortable and for most of us that's a longer breath than our habitual breath for most of us it's a longer breath than the habitual breath okay so we're going to have about um, 20 minutes to practice now. So if you need to, to stretch before we do that, um, then do that and then find a comfortable pro, um, posture. And I'll try and adjust my volume in accordance with the tractors. <laughs> we'll see. And so settling into your posture. really bringing the awareness into the body you can begin by exploring the balance between the uprightness of the body uprightness in the back with also a sense of openness and receptivity and ease <laughs> in the body taking a few moments to explore what that means in your own body and in the posture that you're practicing in. Noticing if you're leaning forward and if you can just relax back a little bit. Noticing if there's any unnecessary tension in the posture. And sometimes can be particularly around the eyes or the jaw and the shoulders. Sometimes the belly.
And this kind of balance of uprightness and ease is something we can come back to through the practice and check in with. Our body tends to go back to a habitual posture, a habitual way of being, and can be helpful to notice that and then to reaffirm our posture. is an expression of our willingness to be present and to practice. So feeling the whole body present sitting or lying. Sometimes be helpful to ground the attention in the contact areas of the body with the seat or with the mattress. And from that groundedness in the contact, Opening up the awareness to the whole body as much as possible. Feeling the whole body. And within the body opening to feel the movement of the breath. Just noticing in this moment, in what way the breath is known. Where in the body can you feel the breath happening right now? Just opening to notice, to explore that. Just feeling the presence of the breath as it flows in and out of your body. And then beginning to explore what happens when you invite the breath to lengthen, to be longer.
very light touch here. What happens as I invite the breath to be longer? Seeing if I can find a comfortable length of breath. I can find a way of breathing that feels comfortable or even pleasant. As you breathe in long, letting the whole body fill up with the breath energy. As you breathe out long, noticing how as the breath leaves the body, the body just naturally relaxes and opens up. Just a natural happening in the body.
you notice that you're distracted in any way, just acknowledging that and coming back to the intention of being with the breath. Exploring the long breath. As you breathe in long, letting the whole body fill up with the breath energy. As you breathe out long and the body naturally expands and relaxes, letting the breath energy be soaked more deeply into your being. Playing with the breath. Finding a long breath that is comfortable. might discover that your body has an habitual way of breathing. And for most of us, that's not a particularly comfortable way or helpful way. And when you notice that happening, just gently inviting the breath to lengthen. to be more comfortable.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.